Welcome to the Crypto Assets and Blockchain Podcast. Co-founder of Psychos. Uh, in the next couple of minutes, I'm going to tell you about one of our business approaches. Um, but uh, maybe before I actually do that, I'm going to talk a little bit about the other things that I do because I'm also a researcher at University of Hamburg. And uh, we are currently setting up the, we call it blockchain research lab there, and we will actually hand out scholarships to students uh, that are looking to do research in the terms of blockchain. So uh, whenever a student finishes his master's or bachelor's and wants some free time to search for the right job, he might be able to approach us to, to look, hey, uh, I want to do like two months of blockchain research and um, well, that's possible with us. So uh, we will most likely get some good funding from some cryptocurrency people that are looking to boost blockchain research. So if you know anyone, just drop us a mail. Okay, coming to Cycus. Um, from altcoins through utility tokens to securities, how are we as a company actually preparing for this big development that I believe uh, is going to happen on the ICO market? Um, okay. Cycos essentially does two things. One thing that I'm currently most involved uh, in is that we uh, bring strategic, technical, and economic advisory for classical, if you can call it classical, token sales and ICOs. So if you want to sell a utility token and need uh, to build a token economy, if you need uh, help to get incorporated, if you need help with smart contracts and so on and so on, we assist you in that. And the other thing, and that's what I will actually talk about now, is that we build a blockchain-based funding ecosystem for startups and SMEs. So, uh, now we take a step through history, and the first thing uh, is actually altcoins and cryptocurrencies. Fabian Vogelstetter said it quite nicely that he doesn't really know why Litecoin still exists, because it pretty much brings nothing. Uh, I also see it like that, and if you were active in cryptocurrencies a couple of years ago, all those altcoins and code or hard forks of existing coins popped up, just like ICOs today, and every day a new cryptocurrency started to be mined, and uh, they rose up in market valuation and dropped down, and that is pretty close to the current utility token ICO model, um, and they... Most of them didn't bring anything to the whole ecosystem. So until I think mid of 2015, when the ICO market really started to grow, uh, these types of coins were predominant. Then we have the utility token. Here is actually DigXDAO. That's one of the very first Ethereum ICOs, I think, very first one. Um, they are mostly meta tokens on top of existing blockchains like Ethereum, and they have some type of utility function 
for instance, a voucher <coughs> or a software license, but not profit participation. And uh, right now, those tokens are the predominant ones, and I believe that this will soon change, and we will see so-called security tokens on the rise, and those are also meta tokens on top of Ethereum or any uh, smart contract blockchains, and they offer some form of profit participation, potentially equity, or potentially also utility token functionalities. Here we actually have Binance tokens. Uh, some of you may have heard of it, so that's a utility token that one of the largest uh, cryptocurrency exchanges uses. And if you use this utility token to pay for trading fees, your fees are reduced by 50%. So we have a typical utility token. What makes it a security? Well, they take lots of, I think, one third of all the profits and buy back those tokens on the market. So we have a, there we have the clear security part and also a utility part. And I believe, that's my <laughs> meaning, that uh, those kinds of tokens, not necessarily buyback tokens, but uh, dividend uh, tokens will most likely be the predominant newly created coins in the future. Well, utility versus security tokens, how could it look like? Um, this is a graph that's just an illustration. Um, the lighter one, you actually see the utility color over there, uh, is the funding that all uh, ICOs raised in dollars. Uh, so you can actually see that in 2017 the market just exploded and some security coins were sold like TAS, like uh, Tezos and others, but they also always have the big problem that they aren't really regulated. So you will never see a security coin on an exchange like Bitfinex, like Kraken, like Poloniex and so on because uh, once any of these exchanges adds a security, then the SEC, the BaFin, and all regulators will step in and crush them. And, uh, well, yeah, if you bring out a security token in an ICO, you can pay uh, a three-digit number of Bitcoins to Binance, and then the token will most likely be added there. But uh, in the long run, this will most likely not work anymore. So. You have to be legally compliant, do a prospectus, and find an exchange. And currently, that's just not possible. And but, uh, as you can see, I noted it there. Platforms are actually in the making, and uh, maybe the biggest one is T Zero from Overstock in the U.S. And they are building a huge uh, platform for security tokens that is going to be fully regulated. And I think they are raising half a billion dollars uh, also in a security token for their platform. And currently, lots of security ICOs are actually going on, but they are only selling uh, the tokens to accredited investors. So for retail investors, there's actually no possible way to get in. And uh, well, if you compare the utility token market the market for, what is it, vouchers and software licenses, 
and dust to the non-tokenized market of real securities, then you see a discrepancy because the security market, the already existing security market is so huge and if the blockchain world could just take a tiny bit of that market, that would just mean that the whole market would explode again in volume and in size. So, what is Cycos doing for that? We are building a funding ecosystem for startups and SMEs. And uh, the main thing about it is that we want to provide uh, startups with a solution to raise capital, but not needing to implement some form of tokens into their ecosystem. It just doesn't make sense for all startups to have some token that brings some value into the system as a license, as a voucher, as whatever, that is, I would say, 90% of all ICOs don't really need a token, but are simply a financing mechanism. So startups that aren't really fitting the utility token model, uh, don't have access to capital markets, have a limited choice of funding, so right now they have angel investors and seed financing rounds from VCs and then nothing, and then uh, corporate debt and IPOs. And that's actually quite a bad user experience because uh, that's legally so complex to get it done. Well, on the other hand, we have uh, interested investors. I think most retail investors would actually be interested to invest into securities, but simply aren't able to do that because, uh, well, in security tokens, because they don't really have the access right now because only accredited investors can buy those tokens. And, uh, well, they have, therefore, a limited choice of asset classes that they can invest in and utility, uh, well, the whole blockchain sphere is simply a new asset class. So why not bring it to them at the full scope? And uh, yeah, it's also quite a bad user experience and not really transparent what is going on there. So what we are building is a token community where interested investors can actually invest into startups and SMEs through an investment vehicle and uh, investors will then receive some form of profit participation from those companies. So if you're a company in Germany, you can uh, tokenize, not equity, but issue a token and this token will be somehow tied to the company's profits. Uh, that's up for discussions and uh, up for the contracts in the making and then uh, you can sell them on the market for let's say a million and everyone is able to get buy those tokens you get the million dollars and in the next year you will pay five percent of your profits to those token holders and well all the percentages and numbers are just examples so what are we doing um, we are building a funding alternative for non-blockchain companies. Uh, those funding alternatives will be tokens, so they will be able to be traded on secondary markets, so investors will be able to be flexible to be able to exit it. It's still going to be fully legally secure and compliant, so only uh, 
investors that did their KYC that checked out the AML will be able to trade those tokens to each other. So you still have a uh, Ethereum-based token that lies in your personal wallet, but you can only exchange it between whitelisted people. Um, those tokens will bring some form of profit participation. So uh, is it in the form of Ether, in, in the form of dollar or euro, we will see. And uh, as a company, you can actually do multiple funding rounds. So when you're an ICO startup that is currently selling utility tokens, most cases you're selling 100% of your tokens, or you're issuing 100% of your tokens and aren't really able to do it again. But if you issue a security token for 5% of your profits, you can easily do it the next year again for five additional percent of the, your profits. So that's a nice way to bring uh, various funding rounds uh, into the blockchain sphere. And well, it will be lower fees and more personal control as the tokens will lie in your personal wallet. And the one thing I don't really like uh, at utility tokens is that someone always buys the highest price. So utility tokens don't have an uh, form of profit participation. So someone will always oh sorry, someone will always uh, buy the highest price. Someone bought Bitcoin for twenty thousand dollars, and this person lost money. If we're talking about security tokens, then someone can still pay the highest price, but hey, we have some profit participation, so in the long run, uh, hopefully no one misses out. And yeah, that's what we plan. Um, thanks.